The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Rev. Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and Percy, we're going we're gonna to tackle something very important here today. Well, you know, we're committed on this show, Wayne, to talk about a full range of subjects that includes difficult conversations or, in some cases, misunderstood conversations that may uh, challenge our theology on some levels, and today is going to be that day. Yeah, now, as you've come alongside uh, people who are going uh, through a cancer diagnosis or, or treatment, is this a common question that comes up? Does sin cause cancer? You know, it really depends on one's theological background and orientation, but I certainly have heard my fair share of questions and commentary on this subject from individuals. Because what happens for a lot of people when they're dealing with cancer and cancer treatment is that they begin to become very reflective and, and introspective. They're trying to check off the boxes. Right, right. What, what did I do? What could I have done differently? I suppose everyone asks, why me? And so it leads you to that, that universal question, Lord, why me? Because they're trying to put some type of uh, understanding around this this very difficult uh, situation that they're in. And so, yeah, it, it, it does come up frequently. Yeah, I don't want to minimize it. it. It is important to discuss this, and it's important that there is a biblical answer to I the agree. question we're asking today. Well, well if one is, is, is allowing the Bible to be uh, the standard by which they gauge their life and, and, and instruct them, then we need to be able to look at the Word of God to try to address and answer that so that people are not basically walking through this process conflicted, because that's really the bigger dynamic. And we're going to talk about that dynamic of being indifferent about your faith and being conflicted about your faith. All right. This should be a very interesting conversation ahead here on Health, Hope, and Inspiration. We have a free resource, as we always offer each week. This week is Integrative Cancer Care. We've talked about this before, but let's just define what we mean by Integrative Cancer Care. Absolutely. Uh, this document is, is to give us a basic overview around the subject of integrative care. And of course, at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, that very much is part of um, the approach to treatment of cancer with solid medical care and intervention, all of the things that uh, standard uh, services offer, uh, radiation, uh, chemotherapy, surgery. But along with that are integrative uh, care support services that can include uh, mind-body support, pain management, uh, nutritional support, and so when and and of course spiritual support and when you put all of those disciplines together and hopefully all of those disciplines are talking one with another which is an important factor oh, yeah, right. that there's communication there with, needs to be coordination that's correct with your oncologist uh, we call that integrative care and support services well this document this resource that we're offering uh, goes into greater depth on this and it's very educational so if you want to read about integrative cancer care go to health hope and inspiration com. Download this free resource. Uh, share it with your friends and family. 
Uh, it's called Integrative Cancer Care, and it's available free of charge. So healthhopeandinspiration.com is the website. That's also the website where our listeners can subscribe so that you never miss an episode of this podcast, which is available um, on a regular basis. But, you know, it's nice not to have to think about, well, i got to go get that. It comes to you automatically. Absolutely. One of the benefits of, of being subscribed to the show is that it comes to your device of choice. You can listen to it at your uh, leisure based upon what your schedule will allow while you're driving, if you're commuting, while you're working out, if you go to the gym, or anytime you choose, you can start, stop when you want to and yeah. pick right back up. It's great, isn't it? Yeah, it is great. So <laughs> subscribing really allows that type of dexterity uh, with regard to having all shows brought to you to your leisure when you choose to listen to it. Give us some feedback. We'd love to hear from you Absolutely. about what you think of the podcast. A lot of effort goes into this, and it encourages us to hear from you. And and it gives us a gauge in terms of are are we really addressing and speaking to subjects that matter to the audience there at you the go. end of the day? That's if we're right. not providing something that they yeah. want, then we need to readjust that. Yeah. We'll get to today's topic in a moment, but with hospitals in Atlanta and Chicago and Philadelphia and Phoenix and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America take an integrative approach to cancer care, as we've discussed. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Love that word. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America use a state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, uh, this this can be kind of heavy topic here today, um, and we need to deal with this seriously. We want to, so we're going to open Scripture to talk about it. So let's set the stage by reading um, our spiritual nugget found in 2 Timothy, the first chapter, verses 6 and 7. Very familiar passage of Scripture, but it'll help give us some uh, biblical backdrop to, to work from. And it reads as follows, Wherefore I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God, which is, the, which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Mm-hmm. That's our platform, and we want to establish and build this discussion around, particularly when we begin to talk about does sin cause cancer or does one have cancer or sickness and disease as a result of sin in their life? Well, put yourself in the shoes of someone who receives a cancer diagnosis. I mean, all kinds of questions have to come to your mind, right? Some of them may surprise us that we're asking that question. It really is, in some cases, actually the beauty of the process that I've learned. And I know that that may sound very odd to individuals who have not walked this journey or have been a part of the cancer conversation intimately. But one of the benefits uh, when it's all said and done is the fact that uh causes one to become very reflective. Uh, I believe Paul used the term, you know, uh, circumspect, to begin to look within oneself and begin to address and ask and have some very um, 
hard conversation with with oneself about self. And I think that that's a good thing that we all need to uh, take time to be reflective and ask ourselves some tough questions. But when one is being faced with cancer, then they begin to start looking for the possibilities of what has happened, where they have been, uh, what's going on in their life, where is God in relationship to that. And then what ultimately can happen, and in many cases does, it brings a person back to that that fundamental universal big question, why me? Mm-hmm. Or why now? Or what happened? Or what could I have done differently to possibly pre- to uh, prevent this? And so it, it takes them to a very tough and difficult place of honest reflection. And again, from a theological perspective, spiritually, then, of course, one begins to apply spiritual possibilities Mm -hmm. of answers to that question. Yeah, and you read an answer a moment ago. Uh, God has not given us a spirit of fear. And if you believe that sin has caused your cancer, it, it does put a fear in your heart. And so when we begin to address how fear enters into our being, uh, fear is the number one tool and resource of the enemy. Again, if we're going to uh, establish kind of a Christian uh, school of thought and a theological premise here, that there is an adversary that we have to deal with uh, from a mental and emotional perspective that is trying to counter what God has actually deposited into us. God is love. God doesn't have love. God doesn't give love. God is love. The very essence of his being is love. And when we connect ourselves in relationship to God, what he has deposited, the Bible says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So the love of God is part of the gift of the relationship of God. Hmm. Now, when we begin to deal with the dynamics around us in the three-dimensional natural world, there are things that are trying to counter God's love in us. And when we begin to talk about a diagnosis of cancer, any type of sickness and disease, fear certainly begins to enter into the consciousness of one's being that has to be addressed and somehow counteracted because it's a real force that can cripple and disable one from being able to move forward. Yeah, that fear in your heart doesn't come from God. And so God does not give us that. That doesn't come from him. And of course, the idea of thinking that uh, uh, because of our sin, uh, we've brought this upon ourselves, quite naturally, that is going to create a fear. The other dynamic with that, though, Wayne, I want to throw this school of thought in. Not only does uh, fear come and creep in, but also a double-mindedness creeps into our being. How so? The Bible says that uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways and cannot expect to receive anything from God. Well, it is going to be virtually impossible if we believe that God is good and he's a giver of good gifts and things. We can't trust that and believe that God is going to give us the gift of healing mm-hmm. if we think God also is punishing us for our sin yeah, at the that, same that's time. That's double-minded thinking. That's exactly right. So we're conflicted and we're indifferent about our faith, which we need to continue to strengthen us to move down the path of believing for the possibility of health, wellness, and recovery. You know, it needs to be said, too, that even if you're convinced that sin does cause cancer, and we don't feel that it does, we don't believe that it no, does, No, God forgives sin. Well, so then, so let's come full circle with this whole school of thought. Even if that was a remote possibility, and I will say this, it does give people opportunity to also take inventory to say, listen, are there some things, sins of omission, sins of commission, if you will? Maybe I wasn't eating quite as well as I should have. Maybe I am a bit overweight. Maybe I may have abused my body Mm -hmm. in previous lifestyles, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We now also have an advocate, the Bible says, a high priest 
whoever lives to make intercession on behalf of the saints, that we have the ability to go back to the Father and to be forgiven of anything that we feel may have uh, transgressed against the will and purpose of God and be renewed and be regenerated by that purpose and that call. And that's part of the great gift of the grace of God. And we don't take that for granted. No, uh, nor should we. <laughs> no, no, not at all. So we, we're covering all aspects of this that ultimately will allow a person to stand in that place and say, Father, I thank you today that you are here and that you are working in me and through me and my sin is not causing my cancer. And sin, if if there is some possibility of a sin that may have been uh, related to this in some level because of just sheer ignorance, that again, your grace is sufficient for me and I am forgiven and all of my sins are underneath the blood of the Lamb. Amen. Uh, what do you make of the story we have in the Gospels, in the Gospel of John, when when Jesus encountered a blind man? Can we talk about that? Yeah, it's a great passage of Scripture. It's actually the foundational scriptural reference that I have used with hundreds of cancer patients and, and preached from, that when we understand this story, the challenge that was being asked of individuals was, what happened to this individual? What caused his blindness? May I read that? Please. It's John chapter 9, verses 1 through 3. Now, as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Jesus answered, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. And so this establishes, again, a very great, and it, it speaks to the very subject that we're talking about. At the time, there must have been a teaching that the sin of parents or even the future sins of persons must have been the reason for a disease. And we, we hear that even today, the sins of the father's father and the mother's mm-hmm. mother, et cetera, et cetera. No matter what, sin had to be the cause. But Jesus said that was not the case. And it's an amazing uh, revelation because Again, we're trying to have some type of uh, intellectual reason for what has happened here. And this is a very important point. When we're dealing with conflict and negativity in our lives, our natural logical brain is kicking into overdrive. Mm. We're trying to rationalize and give some type of explanation. And we have to be very careful because from a spiritual perspective, there are some things that we can't logically explain or rationalize. Jesus says no. No one sinned here. He said, as a matter of fact, in the rest of the passage of Scripture, he says that this was allowed to happen to this individual so that the the works of my Father can yeah. be manifested. That God would get the glory. And that God ultimately will receive glory. And so that doesn't sound logical. That doesn't, that doesn't resonate with our intellect. <laughs> doesn't in, compute. Yeah, with our <laughs> intellect. But at the end of the day, God supersedes our logic and our reasoning. And we need to understand that we need to associate ourselves back to the ways of God and how he does business. Yeah. So it's a very powerful school of thought that we should be challenged to understand and recognize. So the bottom line is that God is not punishing us in any way right. if we come down with cancer. Absolutely. Well, and we can take the story of Job. Same dynamic, same situation. Job lost all that he had and that, uh, you know, members of his family and his servants all experienced negative calamity. And the Bible says that Job was a righteous, a just, and upright man. So again, we have to, in some cases, maybe correct our theology, depending on where we sit uh, with that school of thought to understand at the end of the day. Uh, uh, Job basically said this. He said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the name yeah. 
of the Lord. Yeah, let's talk about the role of prayer in this, and uh, we'll do that in just a moment. But uh, let me point you to our resource this week. It's called Integrative Cancer Care, and this resource will help you understand the meaning of integrative care. Maybe you've had questions about that. Maybe you wonder, what do we mean by naturopathic care or the various elements of integrative support care services? And with that, Wayne, I just want to say that these are all disciplines designed to support and aid a cancer patient on multiple levels, mentally, emotionally, nutritionally, and of course, from a spiritual perspective as well. These are all supportive care services. They all work together, but don't they? But they work together and, they're in, and they are melded together to work with and, and in support of uh, individuals, particularly from a cancer care perspective, when they're experiencing negative uh, side effects and difficulties to help aid and assist them through their clinical process. Go online to healthhopeandinspiration.com and look for this free resource, Integrative Cancer Care. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America. You can also contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions, uh, the questions you may have about your treatment options, by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Talking today about the question, does sin cause cancer? I think you've heard us clearly state that it doesn't. Biblically, it does not. And we want to be very clear from the perspective of, of, the, of, of this show and from my theological insight and understanding, cancer is not caused by sin. Uh, God has not placed cancer on anyone. And at the end of the day, we need to be very certain about that. Begin Because going back to the reference of the James scripture, a double-minded man is unstable in all his. We need to single up our mm-hmm. thinking so that we can attach that thought back to our faith and hope in God. All right, let's talk about prayer in all of this. Well, prayer, as we know, is an important factor. And so let's read a scripture that will kind of establish uh, a pathway of prayer in the context of this conversation. And that's James 5 and 15. That basically says, and the prayer faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. So let's let's now get on the sin side of the conversation, okay. because we know that theologically uh, there are appropriate times to have a conversation about sin and where sin is in our lives. Some people are a little uh, obsessed around the sin conversation from a theological perspective and like to overemphasize that. So let's talk about the possibility, the potentiality of sin being an equation on some level that we are not aware of. Well, we're being told that in the context of talking about sickness, uh, disease, and prayer and theology, that when we approach God in faith uh, for toward our sicknesses and diseases, that even if we may have committed some sins, that those sins will be com- uh, forgiven. And so we know prayer for the sick is right. We know that God has the power to intervene. But today, look at the last line of the verse. It says, if he had, if, 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 if he has committed sins. And so that covers that sin component. So we can get that out the way and we can sit that off to the side because I think when we become so sin 
lack-focused. We can't be uh, grace-focused at the end of the day. God has given grace that covers a multitude of sins, the Bible says. And I don't know about you, Wayne, (laughs) but I have been a recipient of that grace on multiple occasions. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to need some probably in the next five or ten minutes here. I don't know about anybody (laughs) else because I'm not pretending anything other than the fact that I am saved by grace and nothing else matters. And so with that, if there are any sins that may be in someone's life, that God's grace is sufficient to cover that. But it also means that maybe if he has had sin or one has had sin in their life, uh, it, it means that sin can be forgiven. Sin simply can be forgiven and covered. It's the great attribute of the faithfulness of God that God's grace covers our sins. And so that helps us to kind of eliminate that, take that off the table, because we need the energy to focus. And I want to really clearly state this. If we're so busy being focused around our mistakes, our trespasses, things that we've done, and we don't get beyond that and get over that, we can't focus on our healing. Mm. And we need, this is what I know. I'm not asking anybody's opinion on this one. (laughs) What I know is a cancer patient needs all of their focused attention toward healing and recovery and and working through the process of the rigors of clinical care. We can't have someone sitting on the sideline lamenting over anything that may have taken place. Get that cleared up. If you need to make a phone call, call somebody. If you need to receive something from someone, receive it so that you can focus on your your recovery and your wholeness so that you can allow the grace of God along with good clinical care to work on your benefit and your behalf. I'm sure, I know, you have offered countless prayers at the bedside of so many people through the years. Give us a clue how you pray. What, what do you? What do you ask God for? Absolutely. Well, uh, the the format of prayer that I, that I use, I start out first and foremost, and we cover that right off the top, is that, Lord, forgive us of any trespasses, forgive us of anything that we may have said or done that we're not even aware of, and just get that off the table. So, And then you can move into, obviously, you start out by thanking God. You ask him to cover, and, and this should be really your daily prayer. You know, Lord, forgive me of anything that I may have thought, said, or done today. Uh, I thank you for a brand new day. I thank you for a brand new, fresh batch of mercy. The Bible says that uh, God's mercies are new every morning. Mm-hmm. Not We don't get stale bread from God. <laughs> His mercies are new every every morning, every morning, and I need it every day. And so I thank you for new mercies. And then I go into, Lord, today we are going to tackle whatever circumstances are sitting in front of us, and we ask for your grace and your strength and your wisdom to navigate through today's issues and challenges, and we thank you in advance that you are working that out on our behalf. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name, amen. That's wonderful. Isn't it the role, I mean, you work with so many different hospital chaplains at the uh, Cancer Treatment Centers of America, isn't it the role of the chaplain to really deliver this message that God is not punishing people if they have cancer? Absolutely. The last thing that I think any um, person who is sitting in a a healthcare or clinical environment needs is to have a, a man or woman of faith who represents spirituality come to them at the bedside and chide them about sin in their life. They, they, they are needing and wanting and desiring uh, to be uplifted and to be uh, encouraged around the hopefulness 
of their situation and their circumstance. Again, not false hope, uh, not just making up something, but to provide to them the possibility that tomorrow or today potentially can be a better day and that the prospect and the outcome of your situation still is worth working for and living toward. And so we are going to fight for every moment, every second, and we're going to believe that God is with us in that process. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of people uh, maybe have this question of God's role in their cancer and they don't talk about it? Do you have to kind of draw them out about it? I think that there are individuals who may certainly be thinking about this unconsciously or uh, mulling this over, but may not be expressing that thought. Quietly in their own mind, I, but afraid to, to ver- verbalize the, the. They may be afraid yeah. to verbalize it, but I've had people who have had members of their church, of their faith community, who have kind of beat them up with oh. this as well. Oh, boy. And again, that's unfortunate. Yep. And certainly that is not indicative of, of, of all faith organizations uh, and associations. But again, there probably can, uh, can be and are individuals who are quietly struggling with this. And so we may have to uh, engage individuals around their sense of confidence and going back to our text of understanding that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but he's given us uh, the spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. We can address that. Let's talk about it. Again, let's get it off the table so that they can focus their mental energies toward the thing that they're desiring to have, and that is the possibility of surviving their bout or their scenario of cancer. Right. All right. Well, our resource that we're offering to you today is called Integrative Cancer Care. And this is at the heart of what happens at the Cancer Treatment Centers of America. So download this very informative resource. It answers a lot of questions I've had about this, and I'm sure you'll find it helpful as well. Integrative Cancer Care available at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Dot com. Percy, a good deal of your life and mission is to, inf- to keep people trained and informed about this and to motivate the church to do something about this. Uh, you have something called Our Journey of Hope, and you have the Ministry Leaders Network that goes hand in hand with it. Let's talk about that for a moment. Well, we continue to encourage the faith community to engage and be involved in the cancer conversation, to be involved in the healthcare conversation, and not just uh, on the sideline and, and just simply praying. Praying is good and praying is biblical, but we need um, engaged, uh, informed interaction in the conversations of health and wellness and certainly cancer. So the Our Journey of Hope program and the Our Journey of Hope Leaders Network that we created was designed to provide faith leaders and people of faith in the community with resources and a wherewithal that will allow them to be actively engaged. Mm -hmm. You can't ask someone to do something if you don't give them the tools to do it. And so with that being said, there's nothing worse than trying to uh, drive a nail and all you have is a screwdriver. Mm -hmm. So again, we need to put a hammer in your hand. Mm -hmm. So the Leaders Network is, is is a toolbox of resources that continually encourages, nurtures, and provides faith leaders uh, and individuals of faith and community, faith communities with the resources and the tools that will allow them to engage in their local community in the conversation of cancer. I think it would be encouraging for our listeners to know that there are thousands of leaders who are a part of this Our Journey of Hope Network. At the time of this recording, if my memory serves me correct, close to 27,000 members we have worldwide. But there's room for a whole lot more. Oh, there's there's room at the cross and there's room <laughs> in the end. So come on in and the water is 
is fine. The yeah. more the merrier. We want to continue to nurture this audience with resources and to remind them that they are encouraged to make a difference in this conversation in their community. So if you are a pastor or a leader in your church or congregation, we want to invite you to join this growing family of informed ministry leaders. It's called the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It's free to join. And when you sign up, uh, Percy, you put resources into their hands. You have a newsletter, a training opportunities, yep. lots of good things come your way when you join. That's correct. There are some online free downloadable resources that they can use immediately. And so also sorts of things. Good. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the Our Journey of Hope logo at the top of the page, and you can sign up right there for the Ministry Leaders Network. And it'll be a terrific opportunity for you to reach out and to serve uh, those in your community who uh, have received a cancer diagnosis, maybe caregivers who are taking care of someone they love with cancer. It's a great opportunity for ministry, the Ministry Leaders Network of Our Journey of Hope. And one more time before we go back and uh, encourage us all with that scripture verse, uh, let me mention the resource that we have available, Integrative Cancer Care at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, thank you for this conversation, Percy. I have a sense that it'll be of real help to a lot of listeners. Well, I pray that it will. We do not want God's people to be confused, conflicted, or indifferent. No. Because one of the things that they need at their most dire hour is to be centered and focused that God is working with them and for them and not punishing yeah. them. Let's repeat that Second Timothy passage now. All right. We're going to close strong as we start at 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 7. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God. We're stirring up the gift of God in you today. And remember that God is putting things in you and has placed things upon you. For he has not given you, verse 7, the spirit of fear, but of power, praise God, and of love and of a sound mind. And part of having a sound mind is having a singleness of mind. God is with us. God is for us. And God will continue to empower us to believe that better days are still possible. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. God bless you, Percy. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with past pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.